So there's an EDM DJ who clearly has a healthy contempt for the fans in attendance. I think this is magnificent that this guy did this, and I'd love to find a way to pull something like this off. I don't know if it's a DJ Avi gimmick. Maybe a DJ Avi meets Drew Lila. But I would love to pull something like this off. Check this out. These people are at an EDM show, probably all ate up on the molly. Do you think this is the DJ trolling the audience? Oh, yeah. I thought it was just a cool mix. No. No, this is a DJ clearly trolling the EDM audience. It's magnificent. That's great. That even gave me like a weird feeling. Like I know. You know what I mean? Like you, get, you build up, build up, and then nothing. Yeah, you're waiting for the beat to kick in. The beat kicks in, except it's Spandau Ballet. That's amazing. I would I would love to get DJ gigs around town just to be able to do something like that. Wouldn't that be so cool? I mean, you DJ a lot on the air here. I figured you want to do a little mashup. Maybe I do want to do a mashup. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody calls up and they're like, Hey, DJ Avi, I've got uh, an EDM request for you. And I would say, okay, what is your EDM request? Please give it to me now, young man, I say often at the bars. And he would say, uh, how about uh, Benny Benassi and Skrillex with cinema? And I would go, coming up right now for you. <laughs> Wait for the beat to kick in. That's right. Get ready. Here it comes. Get ready. My roll is wearing off. No, I'm going to kick into the high gear with this one right there. Fooled you. It's air supply. Here we go. Give her like, where'd Pico? Make it come back. And I'll be like, sorry. <laughs> I give you a little bit of it, just a tip. I want to dance, DJ Avi. Yes, dance to this, slow dance. That's real dancing. I'm swaying right now. That's cheek to cheek. Oh, I'm not giving you the beats back. Give it to me. No, I've stolen the beat and you can't have it back. Guess what I do to sing the chorus. Musical colonoscopy. Oh no, I hit the wrong one. Oh god, what did I just hit? I'm sorry. We're still here. We are? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I don't know what I just hit. Sucks. No, this club is great. No, listen. I love this club. Wait for the beat to kick in. Let's get out of here. Where's Calvin Harris? Here we go. Get ready. 
Oh, this is a good one, Avi. That's right. You love this now. It's good and emotional, right? Are you doing anything, DJ Avi? Is this working for you? Yes, I love it. It's a mashup of EDM and soft rock. As Israel's hottest DJ, how's this going over in Tel Aviv? The people in Tel Aviv hate it, but Jerusalem loves it. you to leave, DJ Avi. You're not giving us what we wanted tonight. But I brought my little dreidel. I made it out of clay, and when it's dry and ready, let's get gay. You said we were going to have tons of shirtless hungs just throwing yes. their shirts in the air, dancing, yes. drinking tons of bottled yes. water and glow sticks, and now everybody's left the club. Shlomo, come back. Bring Mitzvah with you. Here's the good part. Don't tell anybody, but this is the Drew Garabo live hidden track of the day. Suck it down. Taste it. 97X, Tampa Bay's new rock alternative. It's Morning X with Drew and Seth. We are still looking for a paralyzed individual. We'd like to help you out. We've been inspired by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, signing Eric Legrand. Legrand. I was going to say Legrand, which is a ZZ Top song. You don't even know who they are. Uh, But we want to help out a paralyzed person by giving them some prizes. Long beards. Absolutely. Sharp-dressed man. Uh, If you are paralyzed, maybe you're in a wheelchair, maybe you've lost the use of your legs, give us a shout. 877-327-9797. We want to do whatever we can do. Uh, to help out uh, you and your community. Uh, now, Scott Stapp, very polarizing figure. I know the dude. I mean, and, and I don't just mean like— Well, uh, does he know you? Yeah, he does, because uh, he uh, he came into my studio in Orlando, and we hung out for a while. We since exchanged emails, and he actually released—remember when he threw the bottle of orangina at his wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the many Scott Stapp's brushes with the laws. A law, well, he sent me an email and asked me to release it to the press, and I, I, I was forced to uh, confront myself. Do I correct— his many spelling and grammatical errors <laughs> or do I leave it as it is and I decided to leave it as it is I'm not his editor good call but I did disperse it to the media and that's how everybody found out his statement about what happened when he threw the orangina at his wife's face so I'm pretty sure he remembers me all right Danielle's got him on okay Danielle's got him on hold right now you may not love him uh but you know who he is uh ladies and gentlemen Scott Stapp what's up bud what's up man how are you 
Doing real well, man. It's great to hear your voice again. I'm so proud of you for uh, for keeping it together, man. We um, we spoke in Orlando in 2008. You were, uh, you had definitely been through some rough times. You're a survivor. You guys are back together with Creed playing Saturday at the Ruth Eckerd Hall. And I'm sure people want to know how you went from somewhat of an acrimonious breakup to finding yourselves back together and playing the Creed music that people love so much. I tell you, man, it's, it's it's no long journey, and it happens in rock and roll. It happens with bands. It it happens with families. It happens with best friends. You get pissed off at each other, and you annoy each other, and uh, you know that's what happened, man. And you just get over it. You know, just just like in most situations in life with people that you love, you know, you take some time away, and then you just migrate back to each other when it feels right. And uh, right now, it feels right. Awesome, man. Time heals all wounds. I guess they say, right? Yeah, I mean, it helps. It definitely moves things forward. Hey, Scott, how much pressure comes along with being one of the biggest bands in the world? <laughs> wow, a lot of pressure, man. Uh, it, it's definitely not easy. And, and uh, you know, we're just flying by the seat of our pants there uh, back in, in late 90s and, and early 2000s. And, and um, you know, a lot of pressure. I, I think being ignorant to really the, the, the reality of, how uh, big the band was uh, probably helped, most definitely. Right. And probably, Scott, nobody really trains you on how to be a rock superstar. In other words, while you're on your way up, there's probably no workshops you can take, probably nobody that you can talk to that's going to prepare you for not only the popularity, but the immense backlash. I mean, Creed and yourself, you're just such a polarizing figure where it's either you're a huge fan or, you know, there's a there's a contingent of people out there who can't wait to see you fall again, you know? Oh, yeah, man, that's 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 life. And. And, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have, uh, you know, a Rock and Roll 101 intro uh, <laughs> class. But, uh, you know, they, they don't do that, man. We were just four dudes jamming in a basement in Tallahassee and uh, and kind of throwing it to the fire. And, and uh, we wanted it any other way. Uh, everything happened the way it did, and, and uh, it was an amazing ride, man, good and bad. Absolutely. We're speaking with Scott Stapp. Creed is playing at Ruth Eckerd Hall this Saturday. Scott, why do you think that you're such a polarizing figure and Creed is such a polarizing band? Do you think it's mostly because of your popularity? I think that, I think on one hand, uh, you know, any, any artist that, that becomes extremely popular, there's always going to be two camps that form. And I, and, and I think, you know, we threw some – uh, some other things in there, some other factors in there that, that you know, even accentuated polarizing, and, and that would be the some of the spiritual themes and and some of the opinions expressed in Sinatra's writing. Uh, you know, really, really, you know, were hot issues, uh, and 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 it caused people to choose sides. Do you see kind of yourself, uh, and I don't want to equate you with a Tim Tebow, but with a lot of the backlash you see about Tim Tebow, it's because he wears his spirituality on his shirt sleeve. In other words, I don't think that he crams it down people's throat, but he definitely lets it be known that he is a man of faith. Can you relate to kind of what he goes through with what you went through with uh, Creed at the crest of your popularity? Well, I tell you, we're, we're much different. Uh, on, on one hand, you know, yes, I do you know, have share the same faith, but at the time that we were the most popular, I definitely wasn't living it like Tim Tebow is. Uh, I, you know, I want, I really wanted nothing to do with, with, with that life. I was raised that way, very strict, hardcore, religious, fanatical family. And, uh, and I was running from it and I ran as far away as I could straight to rock and roll. Right. And, uh, you know, when we got that, that label, uh, you know, it, it, I think it, instead of, of 
feeling proud, uh, you know, it, it didn't accurately characterize the band. You know, we were living a rock and roll lifestyle, and within that, we were just being honest in our music and, and talking about some of the issues in our own lives, and, and, and that was one of them. Uh, I mean, today, uh, years later, uh, after everything, you know, I'm in a much different place spiritually, and, and I'm right with God in my life and, and uh, you know, living that life, and, and I finally come to, come to grips with that. But back in the day, uh, I don't think you could make any comparison between me and Tebow because it's just two different, <laughs> two different scenarios, man. You know, I was I was I was living in this world, partying like a rock star and and running from my faith. Uh, Tim has embraced it, uh, and it, and it's and it's it's tough. It's tough in both both regards uh, because when you do that and you make a statement of your faith and you come out and you say, "Hey, I believe in this," people think that you're supposed to be perfect. And, you know, the way I believe is, is God and Christ didn't come for people who were perfect. He came for the sick. He came for people that needed him. Uh, and, and I definitely have been one of those guys, and I'm still one of those guys. So being a Christian doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means, you you, you know, you're trying to improve your life, and, and, and it's about progress, man. And, uh, you know, so I, I think if everyone in the world stood, uh, there'd be a lot less judgment. Absolutely, man. We're speaking with Scott Stapp. Creed is playing at Ruth Eckerd Hall this Saturday. Scott, any regrets about your music? Are you okay with the way everything played out? Man, I, I'm, I've accepted it 100%, man. I wouldn't change a thing. Everything in my life, uh, musically, uh, is, is the way it was supposed to be. Uh, and, and everything was a catalyst for the next record. And then the songs on that record were the catalyst for the for the next record. So it was a growth process. And, and in terms of, of anything in my life that I've gone through uh, because of my own choices or, 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 or being uh, caught up in, in, in the party, you know, that all has helped me now in, in, in my faith and, and in my life as a human being, uh, you know, I survived, uh, thank God. And, and so I'm able to, to share that story with other people and, and hopefully help them avoid things that, that uh, I didn't avoid Absolutely. And I, Scott, we're all too aware of the uh, the pitfalls that you uh, have fallen into, uh, some you know some brushes with the law and whatnot. I imagine those are some of the low points. What's the high point for you? When you look back at everything you went through and Creed went through, what's the one thing that shines over everything else as far as the most positive memory that you have? Oh, my gosh, there's so many. Uh, I think the most positive memory I have in my life uh, is meeting my wife and having my three kids. Uh, you know, that trumps everything. Uh, but in terms of creed, I, I think just, you know, the fact that, you know, we were four guys, man, had a dream uh, of rock and roll superstardom, and, and it happened. It came true. And uh, I'm so blessed and fortunate uh, to have been given that opportunity, man, and, and that blessing. And, and, and that's the most amazing thing that could happen is, is, is just believing in a dream, man, and, and keep going, and it actually happening. All yeah. right, guys, um, we're hitting about the 10-minute mark, so if you want to have a great wrap-up question or anything like that, now's the time. Cool. Yeah, we're good. We, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll end on that note. I appreciate it very much. Scott, great connecting with you again. You hey, still- thanks, Drew. Thank you, dude. Uh, what was that? Um, that was his publicist breaking the line. Did she not have your number? No, no. When they called in, they said, hey, you have 10 minutes, which that wasn't even 10 minutes, uh, if I'm correct. Seven minutes, 33 seconds. Okay, so she called in and I said, she goes, you know, you have about 10 minutes. I said, great, let me give you my cell phone number. I will give them the wrap-up sign. Call me. And she said, absolutely. 
Has that ever happened to you in your 10 years of working in radio? Uh, no one has ever broken the line before. They normally, if we're going over, they'll normally call Danielle, and then Danielle will give us a signal to wrap it up, but no one has ever done that before. I am so sorry. I told no, her. What? No, it's okay. I, well, I feel bad because I told her when she said it. I said, call my phone. Here's my number. I gave it to her again. Do you have that on audio? Do you have, did you record that? Give me a second. I mean, I, I recorded <laughs> the interview. I'm going to have to find that bit. Uh I've interviewed a lot of people, and I've gone long in interviews before with big names, and I have never in a million years had a publicist break the line on a live on-the-air interview to tell me to wrap it up. She said, and give him one good last question. Yeah, here's my last question. Who the hell do you think you are, lady? <laughs> She's Scott Stapp's publicist. I mean, you know, not for nothing, but, like, we're here, like, uh, presenting Scott Stapp in a, in a light that is not douchey. We're not making fun of him. We're not ridiculing him or anything. We're giving him an opportunity to talk about himself. Maybe she was sensing it was going down that road. I don't know why, though. I don't know. I got it right here. All right, let's hear it. I got to hear this again. All right, guys. Um, we're hitting about the 10-minute mark, so if you want to have a great wrap-up question or anything like that, now's the time. <laughs> Who are you? Are you mad? I'm livid. Are you? Yes. I just, I can't even believe that really happened. How like, many, How many more questions did you have? I was all out. That's not the point. I was out. I was done. But at the, but I would like to wrap up the interview on my own terms. Like, what does he have to get to? It's 7-19 on a, on a Thursday morning. Should have been there on a Sunday morning banging your head. I don't know. Maybe he's got to call Free Beer and Hot Wings in Memphis or something. Well, maybe Free Beer and Hot Wings can hold their freaking wad for a second so we don't sound like a half-ass operation. I, know, I love that, man. That's never happened before. I like it. I wish people would do that more often. All right, guys. Um, we're hitting about the 10-minute mark, so if you want to have a great wrap-up question or anything like that, now's the time. Let me do my job. <laughs> we had two minutes and 30 seconds until the 10-minute mark. I was going to wrap up and say, hey, listen, you and I know each other, blah, blah, blah. I mean, when we set up interviews, they ask for a hotline number, they ask for a backup, and they ask for the producer's cell phone. So we always give them Danielle's cell phone. And trust me, we've had people on before, and they've been blowing up Danielle that she's got to get them off with right. us. But nobody ever breaks the line at all. No, I've been given the wrap-up sign and blown it off by many a producer. <laughs> and I understand it's just a considerate thing when someone's doing radio interviews that you give them uh, you know, the time allotted, and then you move on because other radio stations want to talk to this dude. Well, that's not doing anything for people that still think that Scott Stapp's a D-bag. That's the thing is we could fill the phone lines and I have before in uh, previous um, cities that I've worked, like Orlando, filled the phone lines of people who had Scott Stapp as a douche stories, but we're not doing that here and I didn't want to do that here and I didn't want to have to tell the story about how he didn't show up to his own charity softball game. Well, now you're about to tell it. Oh, no, I can't because uh, he's on his path to recovery and it'd be mean to do that, but I... I are we being? Are we overreacting to this? Oh, I don't. I don't really have a reaction. I just oh. think it's funny. I just. I, no one's ever done that before. Yeah, and, and I, I don't mean to sound like we've got such a difficult job. Oh, pity us. No. But at the same time, uh, that just really threw me off. Like, I can, exactly. If I did have a wrap up question scheduled, that that like, let's have one more great wrap up question. And then, All right, hey guys, we're done here. Hey, listen, um, you've gone long enough. We're approaching. You're two and a half minutes away from ten minutes. So whatever silly bullcrap you're about to talk about to promote his show this Saturday. At Ruth Eckert Hall, uh, could you please get to it? All right, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get my panties in a wad no, about it's that. No, good. It's weird. I, can I play it one more time? Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Um, we're hitting about the 10 minute mark, so if you want to have a great wrap up question or anything like that, now's the time. That's what publicists get paid for, I guess, to break the lines during interviews. I guess so. 